live from the USA. This is the boss of Bitcoin, the Cristo of crypto. It's your boy, BK. And if you don't like me, you must not like money. Today, we are going to talk about a lot. I wanted to do a tutorial, you guys, uh, on trendline trading. It's June 9th, 2017. Bitcoin is $2,800. And we got two thousand subscribers from all over the world you know if you in the chat right now shout out your country i'll shout you out live on the air i see we got barack in the building india in the building i know brazil west africa uh sent me messages listen you guys make this channel great two weeks in the making 2,000 subscribers, shout out to everybody. Make sure you maximize uh, your window. If you're on your phone, if you're on a computer, hit that uh, screen, uh, get bigger button, because what I'm about to do right now is help you guys understand how these charts work. It's a lot of lines going on. Um, and I just wanna make sure that everybody is able to have full resolution when we go over it. This is a chart that I have been working on uh, for the past almost two weeks now. Um, if you guys remember, I did a video uh, called uh, Dash's Cash, and it was based basically uh, along a chart that I've been working on. Now, what I had not realized was that um, the first video I did was using a 45-minute chart, um, or I'm sorry, a four-hour chart, and the next video was using a 45-minute chart. So it threw everything off. And so that's my first um, step for you guys uh, to be successful in trading is always know um, what timeline you're using. I got to brighten my screen up a little bit. This thing is uh, looking, there we go, it looks a lot better now. Okay, good. Always know what candle size you're using. I like to use a shorter candle because I do a lot of day trading, but then I realize for you guys, you're not gonna be trading, you know, two, three, four, five times a day like I am sometimes. So what I did was I went to a longer candle and that's what I use now. And after I did that, uh, this thing really opened up for me and, and that's when I wanted to make this video for you all. It, it's not gonna be this complicated as the chart you're looking at right now. That's more or less the chart that I'm looking at. Um, and that's pretty simple, uh, simplified, uh, simplified a lot, um, just to understand how all these different channels come into play and you know how everything comes together. What I'm going to be going over uh, with you guys is a new chart as soon as TradingView opens up for me. Uh, this is going to be Dash to start off with, and then maybe we'll look at Bitcoin. I know Bitcoin is at an all-time high right now, which is exciting. So it's, you know, again, it, when it gets to these pivot points, it needs to decide, you know, does it push higher or does it keep going? Does it take a little break and recover? You know, so I, I said a little bit ago, I think, you know, to be healthy, that Bitcoin needed to pull back a little bit. And that's looking like that's what might happen here uh, pretty soon. So we open our chart. This is tradingview.com. I will have a link in the description for you guys. 
Um, you know, you can go on my account. I post videos, not videos. I post uh, charts on here. So, you know, depending on different different coins, side side coin, Ripple, um, Nimcoin, different coins that I like. You know, I, I check out. I throw a chart up on TradingView. So, you know, we have a pretty good community on there. Uh, but this is where we are today. All right, and just to make sure. Upper right hand corner, I have a 144 minute chart. First things first, why 144 minutes? Why not two hours? Because the trading that I do a lot of is not based on time, it's based on mathematics. And 144 is a very good number when you're using to scale out how mathematics builds together. We live in a base 12 uh, system. Some people say base 10, it's actually base 12 uh, times five, you know, because we got five fingers, base 12, 60 gives us 60 minutes in a day, 60 seconds in an hour, all that stuff. So 144, long story short, is a nice square number uh, that I saw works pretty good. And it makes this chart big enough um, so you guys can understand it. And it's not all happening at once like you know my seven minute chart that would be you know literally probably the inside of one day whereas with this uh, 144 minute chart i'm able to see a lot and that's what we're going to be uh going over uh this afternoon all right and again if you guys got any questions uh i'm in the chat box you know i can double task so make sure you jump in there and i'll try to answer any any quick questions as we go along First things first, what do we want to do? When we look at this chart, a big thing we see is that it's pretty undecided. I think when you look at Bitcoin's chart, you can kind of tell uh, that Bitcoin has been in an uptrend, you know, for a very long time, couple months actually, solid, solid uptrend. Um, you know, and, and right now it's deciding if it wants to go even higher. But uh one thing that we see with Dash is this is not the case. And this is actually a lot harder uh, to figure out. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go over this chart. It's easy, you know, to draw highs at the highs and low at the lows and connect the dots and look like a genius. But, you know, one of the things I saw firsthand is that, you know, when it's not so clear, it's very easy to make a mistake. And I've done that uh, in, in one of the videos in the past. And so this is my opportunity to really go back relearn how some of this stuff works how the basics work and and you know go over it with you guys i think that's one of the great things about our community is we learn together we have a very dynamic community every video we have tons of people with comments you know teaching each other helping each other so that's really cool so that's one of the things i wanted to do is go back to dash you know take a bigger look at it and and really get the chance to learn together uh what's happening here so we know it's undecided. We call this sitting sideways when, when a chart doesn't really know what to do. And also, um, you'll see that because I am using an odd, you know, odd number candle, this 144 minutes, automatically TradingView, their scale, it doesn't really know what to do. So like me zooming in and out is really hard to do. So once I find a zoom, like I think this is kind of a, a good area of the chart i can see a lot what i do is i right click this uh axis over here and i push lock scale what that does is now when i zoom out 
it still holds those proportions. So I'm still able to see, even though I zoom out, I'm still able to see a solid part of you know what uh, I was looking at before. And also another thing to note, uh, on this chart, for whatever reason, this is pulling Dash from a different exchange. I think it's like Kraken or something. You can see uh, this orange line gets cut, cut off way early. That orange line is actually our most important line of this whole chart. So right away, I see that this exchange does not have enough data for me. I need to get a new chart. I need that orange line to go all the way back so I can pull out as much information as possible. So we need a new dash. And I'm, what I'm going to have to do is go to the one that I was working on earlier because um, it looks like Let's see what this one looks like. Again, on TradingView, they have different exchanges tied uh, to all these charts. So every exchange essentially is the same information. It's just relevant to that exchange. So for one exchange, it might have sold for you know $100. On another exchange, it might have sold for like you know $98. But each exchange has its own prices. And right away, I can see that this orange line goes all the way back you know, back um, until January. So that's good. That's good. We can do this chart right here. And I do not want those indicators up. Some of this stuff um, is not relevant uh, for you guys. It's some of the symbols that I use. Um, yeah. And again, uh, for more advanced uh, discussions, I will have uh, a link for you guys. We can set up one-on-one -on -one meetings. I am available, um, you know, via video calls. I know a few guys set that up already, and we will be starting those next week. So look out for that. I'll have information uh, in the description for you guys as well. Again, here we go. Dash. We got the orange line going all the way through. So that's good. That's good. That means we know. Uh, I call this kind of like the base, the base note, right? You ever think about a uh, a choir? You know, you know how that one guy is singing in the back, just the low notes, you know, but the whole thing runs off them low notes like do, 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 you know, we got, we got my old school people. They automatically know what that song is, you know, um, but yeah, so the orange is like the bass note. The uh, green is like the altos, you know, the sopranos, aren't those the high notes? And the red is kind of, you know, somewhere in the middle. I'm not a big choir person, but that's kind of how it works. So what I want to look at right off the top is that, you know, when we look at this orange, we can see it went up a lot, it went down a lot, and now it's kind of figuring out what it wants to do next. Again, we call that sitting sideways. When I make my trend lines, one of the things I look for, this is very, very simple, guys. The easiest way I, I draw a trend line. Let's see, do they have something on here? Yes. Easiest way I draw a trend line, I put a ball at the top of that hill. And I say, if a ball was to roll down this hill, you know, where would it stop at? And we could see that if we took a ball, and rolled it down, it would go down a lot, really fast. It would go up a little bit. It would settle down in here. And then it'll probably, you know, go up, maybe go up a little more, but then more than likely, it's gonna roll back somewhere in there. So when I go to make my trend line, that's where 
I want to look somewhere in there because the orange has told me that this is more or less a, a focal area. This is where, you know, I have the most weight at. This is this is where gravity is pulling me back to Earth, right? My momentum has run out. That marble that we dropped at the top, this is where it ended at. So therefore, we should look in here to draw a trend line that we're gonna take out and measure other important uh, areas of the chart. That's all a trend line does is it measures one area and over time you copy and paste it and you can understand what happened in those other areas, right? Um, this is kind of where that phrase as above, so below comes from because we're going, we're zooming in on one area of the chart just to understand how this one area works and then we're going to zoom out and you'll see it will carry over very, very well, okay? So uh, being that we have this area right here, it looks like a good area for us to focus on uh, is right around May 20th, um, 10 p.m. at night. So we look there, we can see that all the lines are starting to converge around this one point. You see that? The red line, the green line, they all come right there. Bam, you know, May, what is that? May 20th, uh, you know, right up in there. So if we highlighted this area, I just wanna make sure you guys can see what I see. That's kind of the center, uh, uh, too far. This is the center of that orange line. And now we wanna find a balance point on that. How do we do that? Well, balance point of the orange is usually, if we, and we zoom in really, really close. Up, 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 up. Unlock the scale now. We I want to zoom in really, really close so you guys can see just how this works on a small level. But if you think about it, like a balance, the balance of a trend line is usually going to be the intersection of that red and that green because you can see even inside that orange it still has a bunch of little curves but the highest point on that curve where that marble can either roll down either side is right there where that orange hits that green and that's what i do i look for the intersections of where the orange and the green come together and i use this um i, I usually mark it in white but i use this as kind of my focal point for my trend line, okay? So if you think about, um, you know, a, a uh, mirror, right? One side equals the other. That white line is gonna be my mirror. Now all I have to do is draw a line out to each side. And uh, if you watched uh, the first videos I put out, I told you that the best way to draw a trend line is to go from low to low, high to high. Well, one easy way to do that to figure out the most important part of this trend line is to go to the intersections of the red and the, or I'm sorry, of the green and the orange uh, lines. What this does is it's basically doing the exact same thing on a much smaller scale because these uh, green and red lines already have the lows and the highs built into them. And when one overtakes the other, you get a really, really sharp angle that shoots in an opposite direction. So now we're at a really, really small 
you know, scale and time, all we're gonna do is connect the two dots. So we start at this intersection and we take it out. Let's grab that intersection, right? And then we do the exact same thing going the other way and we take it out and grab that intersection. So what we've done is we've connected three points that each one of them uh, has a red and a green intersection. And from those three points, we will create a series of lines uh, for our trend lines that will define the rules and the world that this entire chart works with, right? So those are our three lines, three magic lines. And so now we got our trend lines, right? Now what, what we can do is scale out, see how they look and see, see how they fit within the graph. So immediately as we scale out, one thing you can see is just from zooming in on this one little bitty area right there, connecting that intersection to that intersection, just by doing that, we were able to predict that drop right there. And this thing works when you zoom out and it works when you zoom in, right? And so that's how I, that's how I test my trend line. When I make one, I go backwards in time. I say, okay, that's a very, very, very good trend line because it hit that point and then it fell off a cliff. So that means I'm anchored into something that's really, really good right here. And because Dash has not really gone up, we're really unable uh, to test that. But we did the exact same thing uh, to do it. Now, this is where um, you can go a lot of directions because what we have now is a set of lines that essentially define this entire chart. Because if you look at that triangle right there, one, two, three, if I was able to scale that and copy it, it would almost be identical to this triangle. One, two, three. And where that is an intersection, that is an intersection, and let's just do it. I can show you guys. We'll do it in a different color. But you'll see this thing uh, is pretty cool. So we grab this guy. One, two, Three. This is probably going to be right up in here somewhere, but it will connect to that. Let's see how this adds up. I just freestyled these circles. Um, this one looks like it is off a little bit. 
But we'll see. We'll see. Well, watch this. This is how you make magic right here. Copy, paste. Command C, Command V. We put it on that intersection, green and red. Command C, Command V. We put it on that intersection, green and red. One of the things to note offhand, okay? Let me delete this one so you guys can see. One of the things to note offhand, this intersection, because we anchored it in logic, we basically said, I'm going to make you emulate the relationship between the green and the red. Watch what happens. As soon as we cross this green right here, that's a very meaningful point because it came after another important intersection. So let's do this. As soon as we cross that green, watch what happens. We'll throw this one to be another green. We'll say that line's gonna be a very meaningful point for all green lines coming into the future, or at least one. And this line tells us, last time I did it, I think it was down there. That means my trend line was off, which means I should have anchored. What did I anchor into last time? One, two, well, if I do that, I get this. And this is the games you can play. You can see just by me changing the location of what intersection I anchor into, I anchor into that intersection, and now I'm able to predict that breakout. And so this is what I'm saying when we use the past to predict the future. And now we take that center point we throw it forward, and all of a sudden, that becomes the new ceiling that is built into the chart. Um, so this is what I'm talking about, support and resistance. This is our first proven line of resistance. This is a breakdown line for the green, right? You see, and all we did was connect three points, one, two, three, and we said, this line up here, you are now the ceiling, right? So that's what we can do. We don't need to like project them out um, like I was gonna do with you guys. Sometimes you can just use the past to predict the future. And knowing that, we can now go in and start coding these different intersections. Uh, one of the questions we have, we know the orange line is average, but what is the red? Okay, great question, guys. Um, the red line is a uh, another average, right? So one of the things that uh, you should do, these are called moving line averages. And what it is, is basically you have all these number points, right? And I think an image, sometimes when I need to know the answer to something, I just type it in and go to Google image. And they give me like, you know, all these different answers and I just pick the one I like the best. So um, what the moving average is, is it's basically one line that takes in all that data, right? And it averages over 50. Uh, so the blue line is a 50 day moving averages. So that's like all those candles averaged over 50. 
whereas the red line is all those candles averaged over 200. And so what um, my lines are is one's a really, really quick one. This could be like a five day or a seven day. That's the green. The red is an intermediate candle. So this would be like a, a 12 or a 13 day. Some people use 17, some people use 21. Again, a lot of these numbers that we're using aren't just random numbers. They're prime numbers, they're perfect numbers. You know, when they're used in a sequence with each other, they really help uh, to make the mathematics of the chart pop out. And so I, I'm using a, uh, you know, different set of lines that allows me to kind of see where these different things pop out. But it's not just on this set. It works for, you know, a lot of different combinations. So I would just say try different ones and you can, you know, just test it because I don't know. I just know this one works reasonably well for the way I trade. Um, again, some people that, you know, like to be in the market longer uh, use a longer moving average, like a hundred or two hundred day moving average, because they know, you know, when it breaks above the hundred day, you know, uh, it's 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 going up. That's what you know. Wall Street does a lot on like the fifty, hundred, and two hundred day moving average. Some people who you know want to be quicker, you know, they might do a seventy nine, eighty nine day moving average to where you know they get they catch the influxes between the two of them. So it really just depends on you know what how how frequent you want the market to tell you what's happening. Uh, this is a dash chart. We are on a hundred and forty four minute candle which is essentially a little more than two hours and again the reason i picked 144 is because the mathematics works a lot better when you have perfect numbers perfect numbers uh are perfect squares so 12 is a very very good number uh in mathematics again we live on a 12 base system 12 times fives give us our 60 uh units of incremental measurement 12 eggs in a dozen so anything with 12 in it is going to be pretty natural uh for mathematics and numbers to happen all right. So uh, support and resistance. I apologize. We got sidetracked. Good, good question, though. Good question. So what we see right here is that intersection gives us a line of uh, resistance. And actually, I should code that line red because it tells us the chart, the chart, the ch chart shows us that when the green crosses that line, it's going to go down. You see that? So green was above it. It hit that line, bam, went straight to the floor. So that's all we're looking for right now is we're following the green from our original point and we're just charting the influential points along its life. Right here, this is a breakout line. You see that? The green crossed the orange and then shot to the moon. So what I like to do is I like to chart that as well. And uh, just so you guys can see, I will try a new line. Uh, this is a ray, but it should make it a little bit clearer. Um, let's do this that way, because I wanted to try to make it clean for you, so I just don't have a bunch of lines and somebody getting on can't really see what was happening. Okay, so what I'll do is I'm going to move that down to our origination area, right? Let's change and show you this is exactly where it came from. And we're gonna say that's a good line. So when it hit, 
when the green line met that point, boom, shot up to the moon, right? When it met that point, bam, came right back down, hit the floor. And that's all we're doing. We're going back and forth, but we'll find over time, and again, we could have did this all the way back here because a lot of the reality that we live in, a lot of these limits, you know, that, that um, we're living in right now, we'll see were actually critical points from the past. For example, uh, this one right here, um, green crossed the orange and went down. You see that? So let's just do this one real quick and see if it gives us anything. We project that out, and that's not a straight, straight line. Green hit the orange, went down. Normally, those are critical points. We project that out, and all of a sudden, we see that that was the highest our green line was allowed to go because that was a critical point of the past. So when I say trading with support and resistance, this is what I mean long-term critical intersections that define the future of the chart, okay? I don't really care where we are right now. I care where we are right now as it um, correlates back to the past because that's the only way I'll know exactly where I'm moving from here, okay? So again, we take a green line for breakout, Connected to the point, move up the chart. We see that that one was uh, resistance. And let's just keep moving down, see what happens. Here goes another one. I won't do circles. Uh, I'll just kind of show them to you. This is a breakout. Um, actually, that's not. Green goes up, green comes down. Even though it crossed the orange in here, that's consolidation. It's basically like the aftershock. You know, it went up super fast, it went down super fast. I just take the first two points because that gives me the high and the low. And then I look for another big move. So really here, it settled down, finally got settled, and then decided that it was gonna go up again. Again, think about it like it was a marble. If you set a marble at the top, uh, of this green line, where would it stop at? So it would go down real fast, like a roller coaster, go down again, go down again. And then by the time it comes up here, it's gonna roll back down. So this is kind of my reset point. And now I look for the next uh, breakout line on the chart. And again, I'm doing the uh, green to the orange because that gives me the most dynamic shift uh, to my future, right? So green to orange, it goes up, and it comes down right there. Grab that. Right. Everybody see that? So what I'll do, because it is a little bit difficult to see, I'll grab a couple more of those. I can just grab them on the origination points. There we go. There we go. 
And then it should be one more in here. And you can see it's kind of like squeezing together. You know, so that's why I said right now, Dash is really deciding what it wants to do in the future because all of these points of intersection are coming a lot closer together. And our last um, major point on this chart is right there where that green crosses that red and goes down even faster than it was before. If you think about it, this thing was kind of like a funnel. It was going up, going up, going up, and then it hit that point and boom, the bottom fell out. And this is where we are right now. We're literally at the bottom of a short-term support line. So what does that mean? That means that as it stands, Dash doesn't even know what it wants to do. But the area of the chart we find ourselves in is, is not a very uh, good area. Here's why. Because another thing we can do is we charted support and resistance horizontally. This is one of the benefits for watching one of the best crypto traders on the internet. You can also chart it vertically. And what you get is a grid that shows you exactly where you are in time, okay? So we know the green and the orange right here, this point right there, even we could go back right here. Watch this. What we do here is we start making a grid and we're saying, okay, green to the orange or green to the red is gonna tell me up or down, plus or minus, red or green, zero or one. This is our logic. These are how complex computer systems, it's all made with yes or no, plus zero, green, red, right? So green uh, goes down, that's a red line, right? And all we're doing is looking at both sides of the circle, what happens to green, to the green line? Right here, both sides of the circle. What happens to the green? Green goes up. You know what that is? That's a good area of the chart. That is a green line. Copy, paste, move on to the next one. Green goes down, red line. I'll grab it from over here so I don't have to keep changing. Look for the next one. Green goes up, green line. Green goes down. Red line, green goes down, red line. Now, you really start to get an idea of the kind of duress that Dash is in because you can see that it's a lot of negative pressure pushing Dash down and to the right. You guys see that? Basically, we went through the entire process of finding these critical intersections, and now we're showing that in this immediate lifespan right here, there is a lot of downward pressure um, in so much that I do believe Dash is going to need to pull back a little bit more just to get some solid footing, you know, and figure out if it is able uh, to indeed 
uh, move farther. So what you know we can do here is just kind of you know put that there and show you guys like that is a lot of downward pressure on Dash to where they only it don't it's only a little bit you know supporting it and that's not even giving it any momentum up. All it's doing uh, is is just holding it. But the farther we get away from the source of that support, the more likely it is that these new forces take over, okay? And this is what, you know, I wanted to share with you guys. This, this is the logic I use uh, to draw my charts. And then from this logic, I'm able to take more calculations, you know, and then that's when you get, you know, something that looks like that. So now you can see, you know, you now know how I got that chart. You can see, you know, I went through the exact same process I took you guys through. Um, I, I used a, a lot more points and, you know, some different weights. Uh, for example, um, you know, one of the things you can do is you can say, okay, once dash, you know, dash is going to go down here, but where does it catch? It has to, it can't just fall into a black hole, right? It, it has to come from somewhere. So what do we do? How do we find that point? Well, the easiest way to find that point is to go into the past and say, okay, well, in the past, where did Dash break out at? Where was the line green? Because that's going to give us the best place for Dash to get caught in the future, right? And since it's in the past, we can use like, you know, a longer, um, I like to use like a thinner, thinner line, something like that. So it's different than the ones I was just using. But all I'm doing up here is again, finding the areas where the green broke out against the red. So you got one there, you got one there, and I can mark them real quick for you guys. And it looks like it's one more up here somewhere. I only need a couple of them because a lot of these lines are not significant anymore uh, because the new lines took them over. So you have to think about think about it like a magnet. You know, the farther a magnet works just fine when it's real close, you know, to the surface of your refrigerator. You'll never know that, you know it wouldn't work for you, but the farther you pull it away from that refrigerator, um, the less likely it is to work. And then when you get other magnets, you know, pulling in a different direction, you start to, you start to, you know, get, get the same thing we have right now, right? So when Dash goes down, it'll probably drop. And I'm not, you know, saying this will happen. I'm just saying there is a lot of pressure coming from the top. So eventually, this line more than likely will give out. And when it gives out, it has a few more lines that can catch it. And those are the green ones right up under it. Uh, one of them came uh, from that circle. And the other two are very weak lines that came from the last spike. This is how I draw uh, support lines and resistance lines, you can draw them horizontally, you can draw them vertically, and then once you get really good, you start 
taking them out and projecting them from the intersections themselves. So for example, we could have did that, went there, where is it? We could have went there, you know, to that intersection and we would know um, that that should be a floor. You see how that line broke through that bubble and when it crossed right there, it caught itself. So this is, these are some of the things you can start to do. Um, that's what I'm doing on my other chart is, is really taking a look at figuring out where these different lines come into play at and what's, you know, critical, what's just secondary. So it's, it's really taking a step back, looking at how this chart comes together uh, from a larger perspective, understanding green and red up and down. Uh, and again, I'm using the green line. Green to orange is a very powerful combination. When you have a quick uh, moving average intercepting a long moving average, that means in the immediate future, something's about to shift. And so that's why I focus on the green to orange intersections. Uh, thank you again uh, for the amazing community. I, I, if you guys got any questions, throw them in the comment box. I know this video uh, was a little bit longer. It was a little more complicated. This is because you can see when a chart is sitting sideways, this is how you break it down. You got to take it to the smallest part possible. Learn as much as you can from that one part and then blow it back out. And you can see, you know, Dash does have a lot of downward pressure on it, new downward pressure. It has some relative support uh, from critical areas in this life cycle. And then it's got a few long-term support channels uh, down there to catch it if it does go to the bottom. I don't think it'll get that low. I think it'll probably catch uh, somewhere in there right around 47, 48, you know, uh, Bitcoin. So that's it, guys. Um, that's all I got for you. If you like this video, give it a thumbs up. Um, if you want to set up a one-on-one -on -one meeting with me, I will be starting uh, these meetings next week. Everybody that already went on this website, I do have your information. I will be sending you an email this weekend with the scheduling availability. This is how you do it. This is an Eventbrite page. You click on this link in the description. You go to select a day, pick whatever day works best for you. I do uh, two appointments a day, each of them one hour. Uh, I think it's $25. That's a deposit you put down. The full price is 0.03 Bitcoin. And we will set up a uh, call on Google Hangouts and I can walk you through whatever chart you want. I can walk you through my techniques. We can go over industry news you feel uh, might help you if you wanted to look at different exchanges, Poloniex, TradingView, Coinbase. You know, I've been doing this now for uh, a couple years, guys. I started, I traded my first stock when I was uh, 16 years old back in 2000. What was this? 2001. I bought Disney. Um, it was like $28 a share, 2001. That was my first stock. I was 16 years old. And so now, you know, I'm a little bit farther in the game, made a little bit more money, lost a lot more money, but made more than I lost. So now I want to help you guys. You know, I know cryptocurrency is changing the world. We are the early adopters. The world will come to us. And when they do, we'll be waiting on them. Uh, We'll be waiting on them with open arms, you know, because because the more Bitcoin we're able to accumulate now, the more we will have in the future uh, when the rest of the world catches on. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your engagement. Uh, this is your boy BK signing out. Stay cryptic, y'all.
Peace.